Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month, August 2018 Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month is a compilation of the weird, disturbing, and downright baffling stories currently happening in our world. From UFOs to serial killers, ancient sites, mysterious creatures, and even ghosts, these are the Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month for August 2018. Number 5. Drought Reveals Massive Hidden Henge Not for 160 years has Ireland experienced a massive drought and heat wave like the one that's going on right now. But this latest one brought with it a surprise when it revealed the location of a previously unknown 4,000 to 5,000 year old henge in the historic Boyne Valley. It was a fine day when author and photographer Anthony Murphy decided to fly his drone over the famous prehistoric passage tomb Newgrange. Murphy is a specialist of megalithic monuments and runs the website Mythical Island. He's interested in ancient structures, especially those in the Boyne Valley area. As he photographed an aerial view of Newgrange, he noticed an unusual circular formation in the field right next to it. He called his partner Ken Williams to check it out with him. Afterwards, they showed the photos to archaeologists who confirmed the formation he captured as a footprint of an ancient timber henge. Murphy had flown and photographed the area countless times before, and this was the first time he'd ever seen it. Because of the drought, the henge, after thousands of years, allowed itself to appear in the photographs. Ancient timber henges were often made with large posts crafted from whole tree trunks. These were then erected in post holes or pits. 
As time passes, the timber would rot away and the holes would fill in with organic materials. This leaves behind a footprint, which archaeologists can find in the soil samples. In this case, because of the drought, the filled-in holes ended up retaining more moisture compared to the surrounding area. Hence, they looked greener and more prominent when photographed. During regular weather, you won't see the difference between the two, but in a drought, they allowed a ghost outline of the structure to show up, but only from an aerial perspective. They're difficult to detect when on the ground, nevertheless, it's a unique and celebrated find. The area of Boyne Valley is dubbed as a Neolithic graveyard because of the promising ancient structures uncovered in the region. The main attraction here is the New Grange Passage Tomb, which is visited by hundreds of tourists every single day. It was built 1,000 years prior to the Stonehenge Monument in England and 400 years before the building of the Giza Pyramid in Egypt. As for the Dronehenge, it currently sits on private land and further technical analysis still needs to be done to study it further. Murphy adds that discovering the henge was a little bit of a miracle. The drought and the technology of a drone plus the fact it sat on a grain field instead of grass allowed for it to become visible. If not for those circumstances, he said, they would never have found it. Number 4. Lucy Lepi For more than a year, police have been investigating the deaths of 17 babies and possibly harm inflicted on 15 others at Countess of Chester Hospital in Chester, England. The investigation was called on by the hospital in May of 2017, after they noticed a higher-than-expected mortality rate of premature babies and infants between March 2015 and July of 2016. The hospital asked police to rule out cases of unnatural deaths, and soon they narrowed it down to eight cases before officially discovering a total of 17 babies dying suspiciously in the hospital, while 15 others suffered non-fatal collapses, which is when a baby's health suddenly declines but it manages to survive. Internal reviews were also done and it uncovered severely lacking protocols, gaps in the medical and nursing logs, poor decision-making, and reluctance of staff to seek counsel from others. Police investigated the matter further, and it's only this year that they finally named and arrested a suspect. Friends, family, and all those who knew 28-year-old Lucy Lepi were shocked when the neonatal nurse was arrested at her home this past July. She was described by those who knew her as a professional nurse, quiet and geeky, completely dedicated to her dream job, and as someone who wouldn't hurt a fly. Soon after the arrest, she posted bail and police were seen in her home collecting forensic evidence. Since 2011, Lepi had been working at the hospital, and she had appeared twice in the hospital's newsletter, once in 2013 and again in 2015. The former spoke about her role in the unit, while in the latter, how she was among the nurses that raised 1.5 million pounds to help create a new baby unit at the hospital. For now, the investigation is ongoing. The police have yet to provide any more information about the case and what exactly led them to let by. If indeed proven it was by her hands that the babies died, then she will be considered one of the most brutal child killers England has ever seen. Number 3. Liquid Lake on Mars there's liquid water hiding on Mars after all. 
That's the good news brought by scientists this past month when they announced they found a body of water lying less than a mile underneath Mars's South Pole. For decades, scientists have been wondering whether liquid water was actually present on the Martian landscape since having water could mean the possibility of extraterrestrial life. This finding was first released in the journal Science by a team of researchers led by Dr. Roberto Rossi from the National Institute of Astrophysics in Rome. He said a vast reservoir of water underneath the Martian South Pole has been found. It could possibly be a subglacial lake just like the ones here on Earth. Using the Mars Advanced Radar for Subsurface and Ionosphere Instrument, the team collected data from May of 2012 to December of 2015. The instrument worked by sending 29 sets of radar pulses down into the surface. Its reflections were analyzed and came up almost identical to those taken from lakes of liquid water underneath Antarctica and Greenland here on Earth. Studying it further, the data showed that approximately 1.5 kilometers, or 0.9 miles from the South Pole surface, in an area called Planum Austral, was a source of liquid water spanning about 12 miles. They're not sure how deep exactly it is, but said it's at least several centimeters. While the team is optimistic it could be a stepping stone in discovering potential extraterrestrial life, they also admit they have no idea what type of water it is. In Earth, for instance, the subglacial lakes can reach up to minus 60 degrees Celsius, but in Mars it's thought to drop to as much as minus 68 degrees Celsius. For the water to remain in its liquid form at such extreme temperatures, it must be filled with salts. Items like calcium, magnesium, and sodium, and a high salinity content in water is detrimental to organic life. Yet, scientists are still hopeful, even though going to the area and drilling to check may prove to be a huge undertaking. Scientists are interested to find out whether this is a unique area, or if it's more common on the Martian surface. If the latter, it could prove to be a game-changer if a stable body of water is found, even if underneath the surface. Simply put, with the presence of liquid water, there's a promise of life. It may be too soon to proclaim once and for all that there is one on Mars, but according to Dr. Orosi, it's likely that this is what we would describe as a habitat. It has at least some of the conditions that terrestrial microorganisms would need to survive. Number 2. The Search for Molly Tibbets on the night of July 18, 2018, at 10 p.m., 20-year-old Molly Tibbetts sent her boyfriend a message saying goodnight on Snapchat. She was staying at her boyfriend's brother's house in Brooklyn, Iowa. Her boyfriend was working two hours away, so Molly was all alone. After this goodnight message the following day, she was nowhere to be found. Molly is described by her family as a fighter. She is kind, sweet, and often has a ready smile. On the day she was last seen, Molly went out to go jogging. Initial reports said she disappeared during her run, but that timeline was off since she still spoke to her mother at around 7.30pm on the night of the 18th and sent the Snapchat message to her boyfriend later that night. On the 19th, Molly failed to show up for work at the Grinnell Regional Medical Center and didn't return any phone calls. Her family said her phone went straight to voicemail and they believe she may have been taken on the night of the 18th or on the morning of the 19th since her red work uniform was nowhere to be found inside the house. Currently, the investigation is still ongoing. 
Since she was reported missing, more than 500 tips and leads have come in and are still being investigated by officers. Police combed through Brooklyn, the small community of 1,400 people where Tibbetts had disappeared. The search concentrated on possible running routes she may have taken, as well as in the home and almost every farm building, shed, and barn in the area. The FBI has also joined in contributing their expertise and hopefully tracking down Molly's last whereabouts. Her father, Robert, has also issued a plea for social media and other tech companies like Fitbit, since Molly's believed to have been wearing hers when she disappeared, to assist in the search. She was an upcoming sophomore at the University of Iowa. In her first year, she studied and specialized in psychology. Her mother, Laura, resides in Iowa, while her father lives in California. Molly is a middle child with two brothers, Jake and Scott. On August 21st, Molly's body was discovered in a cornfield in her hometown. The Iowa State Medical Examiner says that she was murdered and that the cause of death was multiple sharp force injuries. They have a suspect in custody, 24-year-old Christian Rivera, and he's been charged with first-degree murder. Number 1. Agidius Schiffer Known as the Atchin Strangler, Agidius Schiffer was a serial killer who murdered five women between 1983 and 1990 in the northwestern part of Germany. Schiffer targeted females who frequented nightclubs and nabbed them while they were on their way home or waiting for a bus or cab. His first known victim was 18-year-old Marion G., and he attacked her while she was standing at a bus stop after a night of clubbing. The girl fought back and even trampled his windshield, but Schiffer still managed to strangle and kill her before throwing her body into a small fish pond. The following year, in February of 84, he attacked 15-year-old Andrea W., the student was also strangled and her body was left close to a deserted dirt road. The third victim was 17-year-old Angelica S., who got into Schiffer's car on August 31, 1984, after he likely offered to give her a ride home. Her body was found in a forest later on, and by December, Schiffer had struck again, this time abducting 18-year-old Marion L. while she waited at a bus stop. She was molested before being killed, Schiffer then took her body, placed it in the trunk of his car, and drove for an hour before dropping it off in a deserted area. He covered the body with leaves and then left. His final victim was a girl named Sabine. The 31-year-old was heading out from Inside Nightclub on June 16, 1990, when Schiffer dragged her into his Mercedes, raped her, and then strangled her to death. It wasn't until a year later when her bones were recovered from a forest that she was identified using dental records. It would take 18 years to pass before Schiffer was brought to justice. He was caught trying to steal scrap metal and gave a voluntary saliva sample. As a result, his DNA matched those obtained from the crime scene, which conclusively linked him to the murders. He initially admitted to them, but later recanted his confession. Schiffer said he had sadomasochistic tendencies, and the only reason he admitted to the crimes was because he thought the idea of punishment and pretrial detention was arousing. The court didn't buy it, and Schiffer was sentenced to life in prison for all five murders. But this past month, at the age of 61, Schiffer's dead body was found inside his jail cell. The post-mortem indicated he had died from heart failure following an autoerotic sex act. He had apparently removed the cable from a bedside table lamp, wound it around his nipples and his genitals, and stuck the end into a power socket. 
When the guards found him, they said he was still hooked on to the live electricity. Police aren't suspecting foul play and believe it was an accident, simply a jailhouse sex act gone wrong. So they were the strange and scary mysteries for August 2018. Every day we encounter strange and mysterious stories that most of us don't know what to make of. These are just a handful, but there's still so much more to discover. If you enjoyed this video, then please do subscribe to our channel because every Wednesday and Saturday we're putting out new videos for you to check out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you soon.